Moncrief on News Talk. Anyway, tell, for, tell me why uh, with Graham Finley as ever. If you have a question for Graham, you can send it into afternoon at newstalk.com. Today's question is this. I recently became a dog owner and the strange thing I've observed in the car is that he loves sticking his head out the window. Why is that? I only let him do it on our lane and not on main roads, but it, it really makes his day. Graham, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Uh, so why do dogs like to do this? Or I, are we generalising about dogs? Are we being doggiest? Do all dogs like to do this? Or is it, you know, up to the individual mush? Yeah, not all dogs like to do this. And we, we sort of bundled together all our dog-related fun questions. So some people are also asking about tail chasing. But uh, but these are all things which dogs like to do. Like And, and putting their heads out a car window, the faster it goes, the more they like it. Uh, it does seem like a lot of dogs really like this. Um, not all dogs, but most dogs seem to really like it. Some like to have their mouths open so their face flaps around. They get the full experience. Um, the wind is whistling through their fur. If they could drive motorcycles legally, they would. But, <laughs> but they're not allowed to. Um, and it turns out it's really a kind of a bad idea. Um, so uh, they really like it because they can just smell, their sense of smell is something like 10,000 plus times more acute than ours because they just have a, a, something like 50 times the amount of their, their sensories devoted to smell. And so the smells are the best part for them. They, you know, they're, they're taking it all in. They're just high as kites on, on the various smells, which we might not even experience. Although if you do stick your own head out the, out the car window, you'll, you'll get a, a really exciting rush as well hmm. but neither you nor your dog should really is the ultimate um answer there because it's actually very dangerous now the questioner um they say they just let them let him do it on their lane now you know i don't know i don't know what lane means here whether it's some sort of country lane or whether it's their actual driveway or something like that um but if you're going at any kind of speed there's all kinds of bad things which can happen um to your pet uh, if they if they have their head fully out the window, first of all, they could just fall out. Um, There's that, you know, and and that and that actually um, brings you to to the law, which is that's actually the law in Ireland. It's a relatively recent law, but it's a law the law that your your dog has to be restrained inside your car. Um, mm, meaning what you can exactly? Be, I like you it. can be fine. Well, that's a really good question. So, um, if they're in the back with some one of those grills in over them over it, then. That's okay, um, but it's not optimal because they could still fly around if you had an accident. Um, uh, but you can, you can. There's various lap sort of belts which you can get, which will attach them to the seat belts. Many car carriers will will attach to seat belts or to the to the boot of the car. Or like you can actually fix them to the to the floor. Um, all sorts of things just to prevent it from flying around in the event of an accident. And that's another reason why you don't want a dog sort of roaming free or or really like halfway out the door. Uh, the the window when you're driving around is that it's really distracting for you and uh, you could have an accident and then your dog's flying around with a huge amount of weight behind it uh, in the car and, and could kill you and it's certainly not good for dogs <laughs> as well. You could hit, you know, there's something could hit them on, you know, when, if they have their, their heads at the window and even just a little like an insect or a, or a, a piece of leaf, um, let alone a rock or a pebble thrown up by something, uh, you know, could really do permanent damage to, to dogs. Now, yeah. there's a really unofficial survey which the Independent did of some popular local vets 
which concluded that something like four or five dogs are injured something a day in Ireland or something like that. And um, or, uh, two or three of them will die from result of their, their car-related injuries. So um, let me just get this. Yeah, no, sorry, five dogs a month. Well, well right. sorry, I got a little, a little excited there. Um, but they only talked to eight vets in Dublin and Meath. So how they chose those counties, I don't really know. But two or three dogs uh, a month, um, just talking to eight vets, die from from car-related injuries um, and so forth. And I have seen people driving around with not just little dogs, but, you know, pretty big dogs on their dashboard of their cars, you know, uh, which I'm sure the dog loves a lot, you know, um, you know, risk takers that they are, but it, it's not safe. So, yeah. so there's all sorts of things. Um, dogs can work the um, actual window of your, your car uh, with, with the buttons and stuff like that. You don't need opposable thumbs for that. So, so if, you know, here's the thing to do, restrain your dog, crack the window, not so that they can get their whole head out, but that they can still smell all that air going by. Um, and and lock the lock the windows. Treat them just like you would a, a sort of a particularly high so, intensity yeah. child. Uh, so it's it's more the smell though that they're turned on rather than the sensation of wind blasting their face. Well, that the latter is a big thing. Like the wind is 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 good. I mean, how many you know people buy convertibles in this country for you know, no maybe, reason really kind of <laughs> when you think about it? But you know, for that same sensation. But it's it's the sense of smell. It's the smells which are just apparently, uh, you know, I'm not a dog. Um, incredible. Right, it's it's mind-blowingly good. Uh, your dog can even get addicted to it, which is sort of, um, you know, another worry. And in fact, having gone down into the the murky world of dog psychology, it turns out that dogs have a lot of the issues we do. They just find some other things intoxicating than we do. So right, okay. Well, I suppose though, you know, sticking your head out a car window is probably better than drinking a bottle of wine a night. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, yeah, especially if you're a dog. You know, yeah, dogs can, particularly can't really so. handle it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but dogs, dogs will insist on it. So, I mean, here's another thing. You know, once they are hooked, you know, they may demand uh, uh, window opening and, and, and act up if, if, if they don't. And again, if they learn, learn how to work the, the door locks, you know, there you go. Especially like, you know, if they can get out. You know they can they can get through some quite small spaces. So you might stop at a light and a squirrel's running away, and and there's your dog gone, right? <laughs> and uh, and that's and that's not great. So so you know again they find it fun, but uh, in the end you, it's something you really we really need to look at. And they did a survey, and it seems like something about a quarter of Irish drivers who do have dogs and drive around with them um, admit to mostly never restraining their dogs when they're driving around. So, uh, so there may be some people out there who are in that category mm. and, um, and not only is it against the law, but it, it might be quite unsafe for both you and your dog. Yeah. Well, we just got a puppy in our house and his reaction to being in the car is to, uh, uh, power hose the inside of it with uh, diarrhea. So uh, I, I believe, I, I, I believe I read about that in yeah. a leading newspaper. Yes, uh, you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's something which is also very enjoyable. Um, if well, you're not puppy. for us. Uh, <laughs> no, not for you so much. Um, and, and I presume he, as, as, yeah. as we now know, um, uh, is, is chasing his tail. He is chasing his tail. Yeah. And yeah. He, he acts like, oh, my God, what's that? Uh, and it's yeah. like the first time he saw it. And this is a question a lot of people have. Do dogs know when they chase their tails that it's their tail? And in the case of puppies, possibly not. Right. Mm. So uh, they're just learning to use their tails. Older dogs, I've been assured, do know it's their tail, but they chase it anyway. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and again, dogs do this for fun. And we've got a question about tail chasing. But in a lot of cases, it actually can become pathological and it might be the sign of something 
bad, right? So especially tail chewing, which is different from, from tail chasing, mm. it's what happens when you catch the tail. Um, but, you know, it can be soothing. So if there's something wrong with your dog's uh, tail, you know, if it's, if it's either hypersensitive or if it's got an itch or an infection or, you know, various kinds of conditions, there's something wrong with its rectum, you know, they have a tendency to, to, to chew their tails and to, as a way of soothing it. Um, and cats also chase their tails, just not as much. Um, and again, oh. cats can also be the sign of something, um, you know, was wrong with the tail. And, and you might want to take the, the cat to your vet. So with dogs and cats, you should look to see if this is normal, um, especially for its age. Older dogs sometimes resume chasing their tail because they sort of lose their mental acuity. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a way of feeling something and they might have some ailments, which, which that helps with. You wouldn't want to worry too much about that. And in fact, German shepherds and terriers seem especially prone to, to tail chasing. Um, and so they think it may be genetic, but it could also be the, the symptom of and the product of canine compulsive disorder which is wow. um, like obsessive compulsive disorder only for dogs. And uh, it's a real thing. And um, tail chasing, especially tail chasing, which becomes, you know, a problem in the dog's life. The dog's not doing usual dog stuff like eat uh, in preference to, to, for tail chasing. The dog, you know, um, doesn't seem to be really enjoying it as much as, as using it as a way of dealing with something which is triggering. And, and these are all the words people use when they talk about dogs, whether it's meeting new people you know, um, other dogs being introduced into the household, things like that. It can become really quite an obsession, and they will they will keep tail chasing even if you're trying to distract them with food or a more fun activity or interacting with you. Uh, and so they, you know, and there's one scientific study. This is truly incredible, where the the scientist blames this on the fact that they get rewarded for tail chasing and not for other obsessive compulsive behaviors like snapping at flies or you know licking themselves or um, you know, you know, other kinds of, um, you know, pacing and so forth, which seem a little more upset if, if you're a dog, you know, like the dog's more upset um, because people are, and this is the actual scientific explanation, which I think requires more study, is because people are putting the dogs on YouTube um, and, and the author <laughs> tracked all of the, all of what was going on in the YouTube video, whether it was a computer on, you know, whether it was indoors, right? Um, and in being indoors does lead to more tail chasing because they get bored. But, but also the kinds of rewards and descriptions which were offered to the dogs, whether, so, so dogs who, who were habitual tail chasers were seen as stupid, but in a kind of funny way. And ones who kept chasing their tail, even if you're trying to distract them, were seen as funny. Um, and, and these YouTube videos are, are really quite popular, not quite as popular as wolves chasing their tail, which they also do, but, uh, you know, nevertheless. So, so they blame YouTube, basically, and the Internet for dogs not getting the help they need when it uh, comes to, okay. to well, compulsive the, yeah. chill chill the chill dog doesn't know what's on YouTube. Uh, um, the, the dog is, how, and what is the treatment for canine compulsive disorder? So there's cognitive therapy where you try and distract them and you sort of try to avoid triggers and, you know, you, um, you, try, you don't try to reward tail chasing. Because, again, you know, if you think it's hilarious, um, I don't know if you find your puppy chasing his tail hilarious or not, but if you are constantly sort of rewarding them for that, then they're going to keep doing it, right? Because they, they get attention as well as the joy of chasing your tail, which is, is not insignificant. So the idea is to maybe reward reward them only when they they do something else right don't you know don't reward them immediately even after they they stop chasing their tail but sort of wait 
for them to do something else and then reward them for that. But, and, and this is the glorious age we live in, you can also prescribe them all sorts of drugs, uh, which boost their serotonin levels and, um, you know, help them cope with, with what is eventually, you know, the mental health issue for dogs. Uh, so so it's, it's not quite uh, doggy Prozac, but it's, it's not so far off. Right. That's extraordinary. Uh, though one person says dogs often chase their tails if they have an itchy bum, uh, it's worms or impacted anal glands, etc. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to avoid saying that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the main things. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, if that happens, check that first before you stick it on YouTube. Uh, Graham Finley, uh, thanks a million for talking with us uh, there. Uh, you are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, loose versus tight cultures. Moncrief on News Talk.